This is uh, an extremely serious gospel. Jesus isn't messing around today. He never messes around. But today, he really is not messing around. And I don't know if we take God at his word very often. I mean, there is so much going on in today's readings about forgiveness. If there is one thing that Jesus hammers over and over and over again, it's forgiveness. They call him the divine physician, right? They, that, that title has been given to him for centuries, if not millennia, because he knows how to fix diseases, not just physical diseases, but the much more dangerous one, which is the spiritual disease. And unforgiveness is literally one of the most crippling things to the human person. And yet, so many of us do it. We don't forgive. We hold grudges. We're hostile. We refuse mercy. And most of the time, it's in our own families, if not in our own friendships. You know, one of, I was thinking about this weekend, and, and one of the most, one of my favorite, well, there's a lot of great things as a priest. But one of like the more worldly things that's kind of nice every once in a while, I don't know if this happens to you, but it happens to us priests sometimes, is we go out to eat, and we got a nice meal, and at the end of the meal, we're like, hey, can we get the check? And the server's like, oh, your bill has been paid for. That's a great feeling. Now, I'm not telling you this, to, that you should pay for all my meals if you see me. I mean, you can if you want, that'd be a great thing, but... What struck me about it is that it not only does it feel good, but it makes you want to, like, do it for somebody else. You know, they, I think it was like, what it was like, four or five years ago, there was that thing that kind of started, I think it started at Starbucks or something. Like, one person, just out of the chair, you know, kindness of their heart, just paid for their own coffee and the person behind them. And then all of a sudden, that person came up and they were like, oh, well, I'll pay for the person behind me. And then the next, I'll pay for the one behind me. Because generosity breeds breeds generosity. People want to be generous. Forgiveness breeds forgiveness. And here's the thing. The only reason that we must not forgive as much as we should is because we don't know what has been done for us. We don't know the debt's been paid. It has to be that. It has to be. It can't be anything else. Because if you understood what that was, if you understood what kind of debt you were in and was canceled on your behalf by someone else, you would forgive everybody. You would have mercy on everybody. I think the problem with the church right now is it knows no mercy. Everything's allowed and nothing's forgiven. And that's what the gospel is all about today. You know, I think I've mentioned this before, but in the gospel it says that the, the, the debtor, he owes his master a huge sum of money. That's what it says in the, in, the, in the reading today. That's wrong. That's not what it says in the Greek. In the Greek it says he owes him 10,000 talents of gold. Okay? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you understand 10,000... 10,000 talents of gold. So I'm going to break it down, contextualize it to help you understand it. That is, just so you know, that's valued at about six. So a talent, one talent of gold, is valued at about 6,000 drachma. 
Wow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it seems that you don't know what a drachma is, right? One talent of gold is equal to the, it's, it's the equivalent of 20 years of labor. 20 years for an average laborer to make one talent of gold. This guy owes 10,000. So I went back and I, I Googled, because I'm lazy, what would 10,000 talents of gold be worth today? You ready for this? This should actually maybe get a while. $3.48 billion. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, it's amazing. Why can't that happen every Sunday? Man? Like, I'm going to challenge you on that. Big wows. Fabulous. The point is, it's unpayable. He can't pay it. It's, if you put it in years of work, it's 200,000 years of working. And the gall of this man. Because Did you hear what he said? Be patient with me. 200,000 years? I'll be dead. He can't. It says, the master knowing that he couldn't pay the debt forgave the whole thing. Can you imagine what it would feel like if you were $3.48 billion in debt like St. Joseph's Catholic Church And it was gone. All of your worries. Any of you who have been in debt, you know the pain of that. Imagine if it was just gone. What would you do? Well, this guy leaves his master's presence and finds a man that owes him a much smaller amount, infinitely smaller, and begins to choke him and beat him and say, pay me what you owe. And the person says the same thing that he said. Just be patient with me and I'll pay you back. No! You're going to suffer for it. You're going to pay every last penny. You hurt me. You're in debt to me. And you're going to suffer until I feel like it's okay. And he throws him in prison. And the master... (laughs) The master is God, remember? And when he hears what happens, he brings this man before him and says, You little son of a gun. How could you? How could you? I forgave you everything. Everything. And you couldn't forgive this? You had a debt you couldn't pay. And so I paid the debt that you didn't owe. And you went, you, how dare you? And then why is this, what brings, I don't know if you caught this, it says he's given to the torture, he's thrown into prison and handed over to the torturers until the last cent should be paid. We hear earlier in the gospel, what kind of debt does he owe? Unpayable. And so he has an unpayable debt, he will be tortured forever. Yeah, you got it. That's what we call hell. And notice what brings on the torture, what brings on the pain. It's, it's, his, it's his 
inability to let go. Because what you bind here on earth with your families and your friends and those that hurt you, if you don't release it, you carry those chains into eternity. And so Jesus is saying today, release them. I know they owe you a debt. I know they hurt you, but release them. Why? Because I released you. We've been forgiven of a debt that we can't pay. Our sin offends the infinite God. It's an infinite debt. How can we not go out and forgive those that have hurt us? Unless we just don't know. We just don't know. So I got to thinking, I'm like, all right. You know, because you might be sitting, you might be sitting and saying, Father, you don't know what I've been through. You don't know how I've been hurt. You're right, I don't. But you know what? I've been hurt. Badly. And I've hurt other people. And I've had the humility to ask them for forgiveness. And, I've, and I have forgiven. Not because they deserved it. Because that was done. That's it. It's the only reason. And we should rejoice in it because it frees us from the burden of unforgiveness. So I was sitting there and I'm like, all right, so you guys probably want a modern example, right? I got you a modern example. I was sitting in my chapel and I just Googled, again, Google. <laughs> I Googled, greatest murderers forgiven. And a story popped up from 2017. Maybe some of you remember this. I don't know how I missed this story. A lady in her 30s, her name was Amber Geiger. She was a patrol officer for the Dallas the Police Department. After a 13-hour shift, she was coming home to her apartment, which she just moved into two months prior. It was kind of a strange apartment because you parked on the level that you lived. She lived in 1378, so she parked on the third level, right? To go to her third level apartment, 1378. That night when she came home, I don't know why, maybe she was tired, maybe disoriented, whatever, long shift. She ended up parking on the fourth floor. And she got out of her car and walked up to 1478. Not her apartment, it belonged to a man named Botham John, a 26-year-old black man who was an accountant. He had gone into the kitchen, the living room lights were turned off, he was in the kitchen, serving himself a bowl of ice cream. When Amber Geiber came to the door, she noticed that it wasn't locked. It was ajar. So she drew her weapon. And she opened the door, thinking that somebody had broken into her apartment. When both of John came around the corner, all she, she, she saw was the silhouette of a man coming into a dark room. She yelled at him to get on the floor. He didn't. She shot him. And killed him. When she turned on the light and looked around, she realized, oh no, this is not my apartment. She immediately ran over to the man, called 911, realized the mistake she had made. By the time the paramedics got there and got him to the hospital, he had died. Amber Geiger was sentenced to manslaughter because it seemed to be an accident, but because of riots and racial protests and anger and no forgiveness, she was sentenced to 10 years in prison. 
What I want to show you this morning is a video. And this video is of the hearing of both of John's brother. When he is on the stand and Amber Geiger is about to be sentenced, he asks to speak. If I can pull it up. This is harder than it looks, my friend. I want you to hear what he says. He's 18 years old. His brother has just been brutally murdered. And he's speaking to the woman that killed him. Sorry, I need to rewind. That was from the first math. That's what Christian forgiveness looks like. When I watched that video and I started to think if somebody would have killed my brother, if I'd be able to forgive them. And I'd like to think I can. But there's no way you're going to do something like that if you haven't done it your whole life. 
That man understands what's been done for him. He understands what his brother loved. And he knows what's best for that woman. And what's best for all of you is to receive that. To know that an innocent man was killed for you. That's not your brother, that's your God. Laid down his life for you. So that you in turn would lay it down for other people. I'm begging you. Whatever, whatever frustrations, angers, resentments, hatred, grudges, lack of friendship, whatever it is, whatever stops you from loving somebody in your family or around you, let it go. Just let it go. And ask Jesus, say, Jesus, please help me to let this go. I don't want to live with this anymore. I want to be a man or a woman of forgiveness, of life, and of love. No debt, no sin is too great to be forgiven. I want to take just a minute of silence. And I want you to look at the cross. And realize what's been done for you. And then I want you to ask for the grace in this Mass to do it for others.